To all who come to our happy place, welcome to the No Guilt Disney Podcast, where we have no guilt for our love of all things spooky Disney. (laughs) Girl, you threw me. (laughs) (laughs) You got to keep it fresh for the people, all right? I I guess, I guess. Um, We are three Disney fangirls who might know a thing or two about Disney Halloween. (laughs) We might. Just a, just a couple things. Uh, hello, everyone. My name is Teresa, and you can find me on Twitter at Gertie the Dino. I'm Jane, and you can find me on Instagram at Real Mousewife WDW. Hey, y'all. I'm Patty Holiday from NoGuiltDisney.com and No Guilt Travel, a travel agency that specializes in Disney and Universal vacations. And you can find me on all socials at No Guilt Life. And uh, just throwing it out there, we're obviously going to talk about Halloween because it's October and this is what you do. We're not going to talk anything at all about Universal Haunted Horror Nights, whatever that place is called, uh, for a variety of reasons. Um, But if you are looking for like intense levels of Halloween, like if you want that party, Universal is your place to go. So keep that in mind. You know, everything at Disney is is definitely held in a different way. Um, but on that note, I did get a interesting survey after my Oogie Boogie Bash party asking if we would like to see more intense or scarier stuff in the Disney parks in future years for Halloween's. That's interesting. I know, I believe it's Hong Kong Disneyland. I think they take their Halloween very, very seriously, and it does get to the more the creepier side of things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it's interesting that they're asking, I'm assuming, about the domestic parks, though, because you're right, it's typically very, very tame compared to some of the other Orlando Halloween entertainment. Well, I mean, it was called Mickey's Not So Scary right, Party. <laughs> so, I mean, they they did their whole brand that way. Um, but things are different. And as we all know, everything is different and everything is always changing at Disney. No more so than in the last uh, two years, obviously. Um, so we're going to run down what we know about um, experiencing Halloween at both parks. Um, Jane has been to the Halloween experiences at Disney World and I actually got to go to Disneyland recently and got to have some uh, Halloween spooky dooky fun over there and um, Teresa is also going to wrap some stuff up with some other entertainment stuff if going to the theme parks is not on your agenda in October or you missed out on buying some of these tickets because womp womp everything sold out you missed out on buying the tickets. Um, But this is also good information for next year should things come back in um, a similar way, which because everything has sold out, I would not be surprised if we don't see this continuation happening. Uh, But we'll touch on some of those reasons and some of those things that we think about here as we get into this. So, um, Teresa, you want to ask the questions because... You're the one that hasn't been, so you get to kick this off. Exactly. Um, Okay, so first, just because I I need a refresher for myself. So can you just, I know you said it's Oogie Boogie Bash for Disneyland. What what are they calling the, uh, the, because it's not not so scary at um, Walt Disney World anymore. So what is the Florida one? What are they calling it? Boo Bash. Boo Bash. Okay. Um, So I guess I'm curious just to start off with like. Well, it's Boo Bash after hours event. Oh, is that what it is? I think so. And I think that's an important um, 
distinction that we should make because this isn't the same thing as the Halloween party of years past. Right. So I think that's a good thing to get into first. (laughs) Well, right. I'm just pointing out that there's differences, people. There's difference. So I think that's a good thing to get into first is just like logistically, um, how, how are the parties set up? So like, what are the times that you can get in, get out? What, like, cause you usually for these types of parties, if you get a ticket, you can enter the park slightly before the party begins. So I think let's just kind of go through the basics of like, what, what are the different parties on the two coasts? So um, here in Florida, it was a shorter party, like Patty mentioned, Um, because it's an after hours, it's not technically a full party, like not so scary was. So the hours of the party were um, nine to 12. And you could enter the park on your ticket at 7pm. We managed we actually uh, decided to book a Magic Kingdom day because we're annual pass holders. So we went in a little bit earlier. We went in at like six o'clock, just basically using our annual pass and going through there. And then we uh, were able to obtain our bracelets starting at 6.30. And where were you able to get your bracelets, Jane? Um, Obviously you were already in the parks, but where were your options on finding those bracelets? Uh, we got ours in Adventureland by Pirates. Um, I know that if you had come through the turnstiles, they were doing the bracelets immediately as you came through the gate. And I believe there was another distribution point for those who were already in the park over in Tomorrowland. Um, but those were the only two that I knew of. Got it. Got it. Okay. Um, over on the West Coast um, at Disneyland, uh, these parties are started a little bit later than... Jane's parties. Uh, We went September 9th, which was the opening um, event. So things could have changed between now and then, but I'm just giving you my experience, which was on September 9th. Um, So September 9th through October 31st, the party itself ran from 6 p.m. to 11 p.m., but you could get in the gates at 3 p.m. And let me tell you, people were taking advantage of that. I showed up at probably about 5.30 and was already planning on popping into Magic Kingdom first because I had a Rise of the Resistance boarding group that was about to be called. So I walked past, but it was a huge line. And my friends that had gone in earlier said that that line was huge starting at 2.30. People were already queuing up and lining up and it was pushing all the way back into the Esplanade. Um, So if you've ever been to Disneyland, there's this section between the two parks um, because park hopping is a delight there. You literally walk like two football fields across (laughs) to, to get from one part to the other. Um, but it was completely filled with people. And um, the, the negative to this, and I hope they did change it, is there wasn't an option if you were just a day pass person who, or an annual pass holder who had reservations for Disney California Adventure that day. Um, they treated the all the lines were the same. And so there wasn't like a separate line for those folks who just wanted to like park hop from Magic Kingdom or just go in early. Um, You had to wait in this crazy long boobash line. And so it kind of hung things up and it was not the best way to get into the park. So that's my biggest complaint about the way the Disneyland um, party was set up was getting into the park was a nightmare. Um, 
I chose to skip all that. I just went off and I rode Rise of the Resistance and then cruised in about 6.30. But even by 6.30 for my party, the line was still long and it still took a good 15 minutes. I mean, not crazy long, but still took a good 15 minutes to get through. And then on top of that, once you got in, you had to get immediately into another line, this other queue that they had set up to get your wristband for the party. At least that's what a lot of people did. I'm smarter than that and chose not to do that. (laughs) I knew that there were places like Jane mentioned inside the park for people who had been there during the day uh, that you could go walk up and get your wristband from a different location. And that's what I did. Um, I cruised by, there's three locations that I saw. One was at Blue Sky Cellar. And that one had a line. So there was already people inside the park that knew about that one. So they had gotten into that line. It had a pretty good long line too. So I kept walking and I was like, I'll get something to eat and then I'll go get my wristband. I know it's totally breaking the law, but I don't care. Um, I just was not all about standing in lines. The whole point of these parties, in my opinion, is I don't want to stand in lines. It's supposed to be a limited entry event. There's supposed to be less people than a regular day. So we shouldn't be having lines everywhere, Disneyland. And uh, anyway, I so I cruised around and I was going to get something to eat at Smoke Jumper's Grill. And as I walked past uh, Grand California Adventure, like the, the, the big flashing light bulb went over my head that guests who, who are staying at Grand California Adventure or Grand California Hotel, excuse me, um, have an entryway right there. And so of course it made sense that if you were coming from your hotel into the park for the party, they would also have a wristband station. And guess what? There was a wristband station completely walk up, no line whatsoever. I showed her my ticket. She gave me a wristband. She gave me my bag, my park stuff. I mean, I was all set in two seconds and I was like, huh? Okay. So that's my tip for anybody who is staying at um, Grand California Hotel. Come in through that entrance. It will be much faster for you um, in every way. I've heard reports that they were actually limiting to that for the party to only people who are staying at the hotel. Um, During the day, you can come and go, but it sounds like for this party, they were trying to keep it as a perk for the hotel guests. So keep that in mind. Um, your mileage may vary, though. You may be able to walk right through. Again, this is only what I know from the beginning of September. And um, But if you're already in the park, if you have walked into the park, just everybody will tell you, you need to get in this line, you need to get in this line. You don't. You know, they're not going to kick you out. You have a ticket. You're just going to go over to Grand California and pick up your wristband there and not stand in one of these crazy long lights. And that's my tip for the day. And I think that's definitely a helpful tip because especially when you're paying a premium to go to these parties, you you want your time to be there enjoying what it has to offer, not waiting in lines. Although I'm sure there are still, as we know with Disney, there's going to be some some waiting in lines. But if you can oh, minimize sure. that, like definitely, definitely go after that. For sure. Um, it sounds like it's the same thing at Disney World. If you if you were there earlier in the day or if you did what Jane did, because she is also smart, um, and made her reservation for um, 
a Magic Kingdom day. She was already in the park. So she just had to, she got to bypass any kind of queue or any kind of line at the front of the park of the party goers who are coming in. So, you know, be a little strategic. Think think, think around and, and through uh, the ways that you can work the system. <laughs> I'm all about working within the system, but work that system because that's what it's there for. All right, so I want to get into, um, I want to talk about the the Boobash After Hours event first, just a little bit, because last year we talked about how there was, we called it Halloween light at Walt Disney World, because they, they weren't yes. doing a party, and there were things that you could see, like, throughout the day, um, and so I'm curious, with this being a new event, it, it not being Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, kind of what... So what was included as part of the Boobash After Hours that's either kind of like an enhancement to what you could have seen last year or what you didn't get that you would typically have at the the former Halloween parties? Okay. Um, so this is, if you came last year, so if you came in fall of 2020, um, we had a lot of what was available at Not So Scary was available during the day at Magic Kingdom. So um, the Halloween cavalcades that came from the Booty You Parade, um, those are no longer available during the day. And those are available during the after hours party. So that's the first thing. Um, decorations, obviously decorations are up all the time. So that's exactly the same. That's really all that was around last year for Halloween light. Um, in terms of comparing After Hours to Not So Scary, we did not have fireworks, uh, which is something that was always a part of um, Mickey's Not So Scary. But if you entered the park at 7 um, prior to the party starting, you were able to catch Happily Ever After before the park closed. So um, if that was important to you, it was something that you could do. But it was definitely not like the traditional... Um, I forgot what the show is called after they changed it, but like we used to have like hollow wishes and like, then they had updated it to not so scary fireworks. And then, but no, there was no fireworks that were Halloween themed at all. And I remember that was a debate we were having when this got announced because we were all like, so the fireworks yeah. are going to be going, you know, in the parks, like the par fireworks would be back in the parks prior, you know, prior to these parties. And I think I was like very adamant about like, they're, they're going to have fireworks. So of course they'll have a, a Halloween fireworks show that they're just not announcing yet. So apparently I was very wrong. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that I agreed with you on that um, and was also very, very wrong because I was like, well, why wouldn't you? Um but they didn't. Uh, I will say that, and, and I mean, this tip is going to help, you know, almost no one because by the time this comes out, Happily Ever After will be over. But maybe for the new show, it will help someone. We managed to um, just catch the, like, Happily Ever, Ever After had already started and we were coming off Buzz Lightyear. And honestly, like, Standing in Tomorrowland, you have a great view of fireworks. Like, you don't get to see the castle, but those fireworks went right up in the sky. There was no one there. And we were like, wow, this is such a great spot. If you're not attached to seeing the projections and you don't have to see the castle and whatever, and you just want to see, you know, the sky light up, it was a really great spot to, like, hang out in that was, like, not people-y. So, and then all I we did was all we about just... not peopley um, uh, watching fireworks because you know, yeah, 
And then we, we just ran over to the bridge because um, we like to watch Tinkerbell get kicked out of the castle. <laughs> so, I've never heard uh, it put that way, but that's amazing. You what? I've never heard it phrased that way, but that's amazing. <laughs> okay. Um, so here's a little behind the scenes uh, tip that or tour tidbit that they give you when you used to be able to take tours, which clearly has never left our vernacular when I say things like kicked Tinkerbell out of the castle. Um, So they tell you on, um, I believe, I don't know if it was Keys to the Kingdom or the Marceline and Magic, but either way, they talk about the um, fireworks and that Tinkerbell goes up every night onto the castle and she waits in her little perch. And if you've seen the, the fireworks before, if you look up before she flies, you can usually see them like moving around up there. So the way that she gets the momentum, because she has to get enough momentum to get all the way from the castle to the spot over behind um, Tomorrowland Terrace is that someone actually kicks her out, kicks her foot on the booty. (laughs) Okay. All right. (laughs) So that's how they kick her out of the castle so that she gets the momentum to be able to get herself all the way down there. Um, well, so I've heard we talk like about she it. also can't, she, he can't weigh too much, but also not too little because Correct. if you don't weigh enough, you don't have that momentum to like finish up the whole thing and they got to crank her back in. <laughs> well, and, and also that um, they have to have a tremendous amount of arm strength because there is like a way for them to pull so that, that she can pull if she has to, mm-hmm. to be able to, to give herself additional momentum. Um but yeah, uh, so they, they talk about how she gets booted out of the castle. So we always talk about it's time to go see Tinkerbell get kicked out of the castle. <laughs> also, and since this is kind of a spooky episode, if you have never looked at the the mask or the, the headpiece that Tinkerbell wears during that, go look it up and you will have nightmares. It is terrifying. <laughs> Just that, that is my spooky tip for today. Where can I find such a thing? <laughs> you just Google, but like it's it's nightmare fuel. Um, okay, so we kind of talked a little bit about what some of the some of what you'll get at the um, after hours boo bash. So Patty, so for Disneyland, um, what what was some of the special things that you could do there during during the party? Okay. So at Disneyland, um, you had uh, the typical ticker, tricker, trick or treat trails, right? Except they plussed them. Um, you had characters on your trick or treat trails. Uh, I think there was 10 total. So two of them did not have any characters at all, which is a disappointment because you're like, oh, I wonder who's on. Oh, nobody. I just get candy. Psh, whatever. But anyway, uh, the other eight had characters on them. And that included... Uh, Agatha Harkness, Sid from Toy Story, and um, Cruella, who was freaking amazing. Um, All of these characters kind of like are interacting with you and talking with you while you're going through the trick-or-treat trails. Um, Dr. Facilier was there. He had this whole shtick going on. He was great. I mean, I don't know. It was the best of all worlds for me because I am... I am definitely the person who's like, I'm not going to these parties for candy because I'll just go to CVS and I'll buy candy for a heck of a lot cheaper than this party ticket. So I'm not about the trick or treat show. 
And I'm, I know it's not the same. And I'm not about standing in line to like waste time to go through these shared treat house. However, you throw these amazing villainous characters on the trails. I'm all about it. So that was my, that was my personal highlight was um, that you had these things. We also had the full parade. We had um, an actual parade. In fact, (laughs) it's the only parade that's happening at Disneyland right now. Maybe, maybe it's the only parade that's happening at either parks at, at Disney World as well. Is that, I think that might be accurate, right? Um, In the spirit of Halloween, in the spirit of Halloween, we have to say it three times because then maybe it'll um, reverse it. So it's the only <laughs> parade that's happening at either of the parks. Isn't that wild to think that? And and so before I had said, oh, well, they just don't want people lined up for COVID reasons. Well, obviously, as we've seen with um, fireworks being back, they, they, they don't care about that no more. Um, so why aren't they doing actual parades? Now, personally, I love the cavalcades. I don't have any issue with leaving it that way. But I know I'm in a minority. I know there are folks who really love the full experience of like the big parade. So I get it. And Um, I'm wondering if it's because they just, they're still waiting to build up the parade performers because it's gotta be, I think that has to be it. Yeah. It's gotta be a staffing slash cost issue, right? Is those parade performers possibly earn a little bit more than, you know, the, the standard characters or whatever that are out there. So I don't know, but that's my guess as well as so, uh, as always, it's going to come down to, to money and staffing um, during these times. But anyway, um, so we had that full parade, which is a fun parade. I feel like at uh, Disneyland, it's a little darker, a little spookier than it is over at Walt Disney World. Um, it does not have the same boo to you song. It is a different song, but what they've done is they take the song that you sing um, at the Disney boogie, just Disneyland boogie bash parade. And um, they repeat it over and over, but each float has a different version. So it's kind of cool. Cause you got a different, different sets. It was kind of, it reminded me of uh, WandaVision. You remember how like they did that with, um, with the, the theme songs. Theme song? the theme song. yeah, yeah. yeah, It was kind of like, you know, they took that. Well, I think they've been doing this longer than one division. So I don't know. Maybe the Lopez has stole it from Disneyland. Who knows? But point being, um, it's just a little different. It's a little twist. Um, and I enjoyed it. And I'm not a parade person, but I specifically wanted to see this parade um, because I actually, this is the one parade I really do like. So we had parades. We had characters on the treat trails. We had uh, photo ops with um, photo pass and photo pass was included with the price of our ticket. So um, while you were at this party, any ride photos, um, any in park photos, any walk up and take a picture with character photos uh, were all available. And the characters were uh, you know, roped off. We couldn't like stand right next to them with our arms around them anymore. However, you could stand right in front of Captain Marvel and take a picture with her. Um, so it was nice to not have to be stuck with just a selfie option. And it was part of the the party. Yeah, uh, that's a really great. That's definitely something I wasn't aware of that. And I yes. think is that something that Disneyland typically does, or has Walt Disney World ever done that? Like included photo pass with a, a hard ticket party. They have not. Um, it was that was definitely not included in ours. We didn't have. We had some characters. Um, we had Pooh, uh, Tigger, that whole gang that came out in their Halloween costumes at Crystal Palace, and um, then we had Mickey and friends. 
that were part of the parade and uh, Jack and Sally and Oogie and the villains, they were also part of the parade, but then they would go up over the train station. Um, So that was it as far as characters. Oh, um, we did have Buzz Lightyear was in Tomorrowland doing like a little dance party on the stage. And we had the haunted mansion characters out on the front lawn, which I actually did not um, get a chance to see. Oh, and Chippendale. We had Chippendale uh, back at Pecos Bills, and they were absolutely adorable and dressed in their Halloween best. Um, But everything character-wise was um, selfie only, and it was a little bit further away. Um, I would say that the Crystal Palace ones was probably the closest that you could get to characters. And to be honest, it was very empty. So it was very easy to get the photos if you really wanted those photos. Yeah, the the difference, Disneyland definitely had tons of characters out. Um, Out by Carthay Circle, um, there's a fountain. And so there's basically four sides to that fountain. And they had a different villain at each location. Um, And I think actually there were some princesses at one point in time, too. So they definitely uh, were were switching them out. But lots of of rare or just not as easily um, available to get pictures. Now, that location did not have photo pass. So it was a selfie situation or you had a friend, you know, make friend in line and, and they would take your picture. But there also really wasn't any lines. It was kind of like walk up, you do your selfie thing, and then you turn around and you walk away. Or you stand there and you talk to the character for a little while, and then, you know, you turn around and you walk away. Um, it was very easy peasy, go with the flow kind of thing. And then there was another section over by Grizzly River Rapids um, that had more of a standard like photo op situation where you had photo pass. And at the time we were there, um, it was just Sheriff of Nottingham, but, um, but still like that was, that was kind of a cool picture to get. Um, That's enough because the Robin Hood characters appear enough in the parks. They do not. And then um, over in Avengers campus, I was like, I wonder if any of the superheroes will come out for Halloween. Like you don't really, you think dress up like superheroes for Halloween, but you don't really, you know, connect them to any Halloween stories. But sure enough, um, Thor was out. Loki was out. Um, Captain Marvel was out uh, where you could go up and take pictures with them. So, uh, you know, as far as characters, I definitely think if that is your jam, if that is what you are looking for, Disneyland over delivered. Like they, I I was super happy with everything that I saw. There wasn't anything that I was, um, you know, disappointed in that I can think of. Um, Yeah. So I'll say that, um, so the the boo bash that we had attended was the day after you had attended yours, I believe. Yeah, um, I think it was you're very right. close. Mm-hmm. And we had been following closely. I think there was a party the night after we had gone to ours, so we had been following closely on social media, seeing what Disneyland was offering in theirs, um, mostly because all of us were really ready to get on a plane and go to California again. And so we're we're looking for any, any excuse, but there were no tickets and that's a whole other thing. Um, And we were pretty overwhelmed with the amount of characters that, um, that the West coast has versus the East coast. Like it is definitely not a character party. And I know that it used to be. Yeah. When not so scary was big on, having the characters, having them out in their costumes and you'd spend a majority of your party waiting in line. Like I, there, I can't think of a year when I didn't spend at least one hour waiting to see either the dwarfs together or 
um, you know, Mickey and Minnie in their adorable costumes or whoever it was that I was trying to take pictures with, you'd spend a lot of time. Mm-hmm. This party here in Florida is not like that anymore. So um, it is very magic shot focused. Uh, There's tons of magic shots all over the park. Many of them are up in the hub. If you just ask someone, um, they'll tell you which ones to get. So we had actually found a coordinator that was on Main Street, the way we knew that they were a coordinator or leader or whatever their title was. They weren't dressed like PhotoPass, but they were standing near them. So (laughs) we had asked her, you know, can you tell us what all the magic shots are and where to get them so that we know where to get them? And she literally like went down the bullet points. We were like, nope, got that one, got that one, got that one, got that one. And the time it took to get them was in no time at all. And so what we had done, um, because we had cavalcades instead of parades, it was another thing that saved us time. Those cavalcades came every five or 10 minutes. They came from the back of the park to the front with the exception of, I think it was the first one um, because the first cavalcade starts, they're still trying to get people out um, of the parks from earlier, from before the party started. So it doesn't go fully through the park because they want people to leave. After that, it's like five or 10 minutes and they publish the schedule in the booklet. So if there's somebody you want to see, you can see them. It was great because we were able to say, oh, hey, we're going to catch this um, cavalcade Three of us went together. We, Two of us love cavalcades. The other one loves pictures. So it was really easy for like one to be like, hey, I'm going to run over and take this picture. Great. We're going to stand here and watch this cavalcade for 10 minutes. And we were able to maximize our time so well that we were like, we couldn't believe how much time was saved by not sitting and waiting for a parade, standing around waiting for fireworks, standing in hour long lines to get those pictures, like in our three hours that we had, that was like dedicated party time. I'll be honest. We rode no rides, none, zero. Um, We rode them before the party started and you could have, there was absolutely no one in Walt Disney world. It was the emptiest I think we've ever seen it. And that includes like, pandemic eeriness like the early early days of there's no one in the park that's what this boobash was like and we were like well this is this is glorious <laughs> well and uh, as a as a just you know just to compare uh disneyland felt just the opposite it was not overpacked, but it was a very it was a full party it was a full party um as far as rides were concerned Again, I think people weren't focusing on rides. And so almost every ride was pretty much a walk on maybe five or 10 minute wait at the max. And that includes um, Toy Story Mania, which wasn't very long. Um, Everything that we had that had um, Halloween overlays on them. Even those special rides were were not very long at all. Um, Guardians After Dark, I think it was a maybe a five minute wait before we started the, you know, the pre-show. So it, it was nothing. It was absolutely nothing. Um, but we definitely had a lot more people in the park in general than you did. And that's one thing that I will um, point out is Disneyland sold a lot of tickets to this event. Yeah. Ours was um, definitely not. Uh, you did mention overlays. We had no overlays. Uh, I know previously at Not So Scary, we've had 
the Space Mountain overlay. We've had teacups overlay, pirates overlay. Um, we had none of that this time. It was just the regular standard rides. But if you love rides, this is a way to just boop around the entire park. Like oh, you absolutely sure. could have done the entire park in the three hours very easily. Yeah. And um, I'll, I'll say the same thing about Disneyland. I, th- I think that you could have done Disney California adventure easily in, uh, multiple times, <laughs> um, even with as many people as, as that were in there, because again, most of them were not focusing on rides. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think we, you could have done rides and trick-or-treating and magic shots and cavalcades. Correct. I don't think you could have done all of those things. Correct. But um, if you're choosing one or the other, you can definitely get what you want done. Our greatest, I think our greatest surprise, we trick-or-treated at every trick-or-treat stop, some of them more than once. Uh, we may or may not have started to rank cast members by the amount of candy they gave us. Um, we did decide that next year when we do it, I think I might do a thing on my story where I tell you the top 10 cast members that hand out candy. <laughs> Joseph in Tomorrowland, looking at you, buddy. Cast <laughs> um, compliment. <laughs> that's right. He had, uh, you know, very large hands that held lots of the candy at one time. <laughs> and yes, our greatest surprise was that um, by 1130, oh, our party included snacks and drinks. Ours did not. Um, at least not that I know about, not that I paid attention to, and not that I was there with uh, four other bloggers and not a single one of them caught on to that either or wrote about it or I went through some of yeah, their posts and everything. So I am pretty sure that we did get photo pass, but they did not feed us or or, or drink us. <laughs> so Correct. Um, yeah, we didn't have that. Yeah. So ours included, um, if you've ever been to any of the after hours um, before this, like Villains or DVC or any of those after hour parties that they've done, um, this was like that. It included ice cream so mickey bars mickey sandwiches there's a a fruit bar that they offer it included popcorn um and then drinks you know uh soda water anything that comes from any of those carts this was something that um we kind of went into the night being like cool like you know we can get like unlimited mickey bars but like i know my my i know my max on mickey bars i'm no julia stewart <laughs> you know, hey, let the queen let the queen be the queen you know like um however i was determined to get popcorn because i love guys i love two day old disney popcorn it's the best i'm all about it <laughs> so i was like all right i had a big old backpack with me i was like i'm gonna just collect popcorn and take it home and let it sit in the room for two days which i did and then i ate it and it was glorious so um but you just walked up to the carts and they had it all set out and it was so nice. You yeah, just Yeah, that is nice. Like just grab a drink, grab a, you know, like and they're handing it to you. When I say grab, I mean, you know, they're handing it to you, they're very nice, but it it felt like a cruise when you just, you know, oh, I'm going to grab a drink. I'm going to pick up a popcorn. I'm going to what it was so easy and so nice and It was one of those perks that we didn't like, we didn't go to the party for that perk, but now that they've given it to us, 
oh, we really like that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Um, we we didn't have that. Um, But as far as the food is concerned, I did think to go ahead and book um, a a parade viewing dessert party. And some of the other girls I was with, they did a meal at uh, Wine Country Trattoria that you could eat at like three o'clock in the afternoon, um, but then come back later for a specific parade viewing location. And um, so I did not get snacks, but I did pay way too much for some crappy desserts. So I'm going to say that that is also my tip is do not bother with um, paying the extra unless you want to eat at Wine Country Tutoria. If that's on your list to eat, then I do think the value might be there for an actual meal. Um, but it's also a, a, you know, a set menu. So, you know, y- you got to get what, what they offer. Um, but the dessert party was definitely not worth it. Um, you could get a couple of alcoholic drinks or regular drinks as part of your party. The al- alcoholic drinks were terrible, not even worth it. Um, the desserts themselves, I think there was like five or six desserts on our plate, one of which was gummy worms. Yeah. And they were the best ones. The gummy berms were the best desserts at my dessert party. Uh, my other big complaint was the main reason that I bought it was I wanted the parade viewing, which was fantastic. Like no, no hate on that. I got to sit in a chair at a table and watch everybody come down right in front of me. It was no complaints at all about location, 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 except that directly across from me, Families were able to line up right against the railing and get the exact same view that I got sitting on the ground or standing up against the railing, but there was nobody in front of them. It was only one level of people deep. So, and honestly, they could walk up probably 20 minutes before the parade started. And I had to give up almost an hour of my pre um, parade time uh, to, to have this dessert party. Um, so in the end, I will tell you, uh, you can score really great, nobody in front of you viewing and look directly at those of us sitting in the seats in the tables across the way that paid way too much for it. Um, and you got it for free. Um, and that's a smart move and you are not missing anything because even the gummy worms were not, you know, it was, it wasn't that exciting guys. Uh, so yeah, that will, I will say that that was my negative for this party as I felt like, um, I mean, obviously not everybody does it and you're not required to it, but we didn't have any free snacks. We didn't have anything along those lines to partake in. Um, there were, was food you could buy, uh, um, and, um, some specialty stuff that, uh, my friend Brittany over at play party plan, she does a really good job with Disney food. She legitimately, she's a great person to travel with people. She buys one of everything and, um, tastes every single one of it, it has a bite or two of every single thing so that she can report on what's good and what's worth it. So she's got a really great blog post. I'll link that for her, um, for you guys in here to, to read if you want to know what was good at Oogie Boogie Bash. Um, but it wasn't free. It wasn't part of the, part of the deal, like what Jane got. So, so you mentioned Jane that at your party, you had some free snacks, um, but I know Walt Disney World is usually pretty good about doing some like additional specialty themed desserts. So did they have anything that was just exclusive to the party? They did. Um, we had, there were several like milkshake drinks at uh, different locations throughout the park. Unfortunately, I'm the worst person to ask because 
I don't really buy any of that special stuff, Teresa. I'm so sorry. I know it hurts you. Um, it does. I just need to know about all the snack food that I'm not able to get myself. I need to live vicariously through everybody. <laughs> I know, but I am a um, basically a four-year-old child when I eat. So like I can live on like chicken nuggets and I'm also a creature of habit. So I eat the same things over and over and over again because I know it's good. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm not adventurous or any of that. Um, but we did, there were a few, I'm actually going to look them up right now because I'm so bad. I don't even remember them, but there were a few that were for sale. I know that there was, um, a special, funnel cake that was at Sleepy Hollow. There was, I believe, the Haunted Mansion wedding cake that we've had previously in other years. So there were definitely a couple of treats that were for sale around the park. The good news is the lines are so short, you could pick them up easily. Um, We didn't try any of them because, like I said, by the time that we had had, you know, an ice cream, some popcorn, a drink here and there, and really just running from place to place, we were kind of like, oh, you know, we don't really need those snacks. Um, but there are definitely those specialty snacks available. And I have one important question, um, Patty. So I know you said you don't typically do the treat trails, but there were characters there. So I'm hoping that maybe you have an answer to this. Um, can we do a comparison of the candy you get on the treat trails at both parks? I'm curious, is it the same? Is one better than the other? What do you guys got? Well, I, you know... I would say that half of the treat trails I went on, and, and I'm not exaggerating, about half of them had the the lame stuff like grapes and <laughs> graham crackers and um, apple slices and that sort of thing. Which, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. No, 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 so, no. and I don't Charlie know. Charlie Brown calls that a rock. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's a California try to be healthy lifestyle kind of like way of living, you know, perspective, or if we were just unlucky and ended up on those street trails that happened to have a higher majority of that kind of thing. I mean, I was laughing because on the way out of the park, there was about three or four stops on the way out on the main um, entrance um, where they were still handing you out candy as you were leaving. But like every other one was like grapes or something. And I was like, guys, come on, we want candy. We don't want grapes. Um, But the candy I got was a lot of chocolate, a lot of Skittles. It was good. Um, I definitely, it's all, you know, high quality Mars candy. So no complaints there, but I will say that um, Disneyland, at least for this party, and again, maybe it was because of the first one. I don't know. They were very much like a one or two piece type thing. I did not leave with a ton of candy and we went through most of the trails. Uh, So I tried, but it didn't, it didn't, I didn't get a lot. Um, We filled our bags. I believe Heather may have gotten a second bag, possibly Megan too. Um, I think they got extra bags of candy. I only uh, wound up with one bag of candy. I think I might've like missed a, a stop or something. Um, But we have the traditional Mars assortment. So um, it's, you know, Twix bars, Twix bars, M&Ms, um, both plain and peanut. There's Starburst, there's Skittles, uh, Milky Way. It's uh, it's the standard candy that they hand out for Halloween recently, because I know there were a couple of those dark years in there. Um, and they still had, for those that um, have allergies, they still had the allergy bag. So um, 
if you have an allergy, they give you a different color trick or treat bag. It's usually like a turquoise bag. When you go up to the trick or treat trail, they give you a coin. It goes in your bag at the end of the night. You turn your coins in and they, um, up at, I believe it's city hall. And then they give you, um, special allergy bags. So there is something for those who can't um, partake, which I really love that idea. So it means that those of us that can have the nuts can still get the nuts and the coconuts and the whatever else is that we can have. And those who can't can still partake. And I love it. All right. And so I have, I've got um, an additional entertainment question for both of you that I I don't think we covered earlier. Um, So one specific for each park. So Jane, were there cadaver dance? There were cadaver dance. (laughs) They were the best. They were back in Frontierland um, singing their dead little hearts out. And they were next to Chip and Dale who interacted with them a lot, which I absolutely loved. Um, But they were there and it wouldn't be a Halloween if it if they weren't there i agree because i would think they they came out last year that was one of like the special things right didn't cadaver dance show up during like halloween light last yes. year and that's when they yes, kind of like when they first came back like so i remember that was super exciting so i'm glad to hear that that they are back again and um patty we kind of glossed over i don't think we talked about um if there are fireworks at oogie boogie bash so, so yeah, it works. <laughs> this is like the weird schizophrenia that's going on with Halloween at Disneyland. There was not fireworks at Oogie Boogie Bash. However, the Halloween fireworks were happening at 9 p.m. across the Esplanade at Disneyland. So... If you wanted to see Halloween fireworks, you still could... Uh, you just either had to go out into the Esplanade and watch them from there, or you had to have a park hopper, you know, and a regular day ticket, not just a party ticket, and go into Disneyland to see it. So it was this weird thing that, no, it wasn't happening for the party uh, because they don't happen at Disney California Adventure. The fireworks only happen over in Disneyland. So that is not an aspect of this actual party. However, they were still going on at Disneyland and they were happening all week long. So it's, uh, it was like the nightly fireworks were the Halloween fireworks. So, um, at the time that we were there, we could have watched Halloween fireworks every single night if we wanted to. So weather pending. Yeah. Weather <laughs> pending. What, well, you know, so, cause Disneyland's weird, but. And, um, is there just because I don't, I don't know if it's back yet. Um, is there a world of color happening no, at California Adventure? No. Okay. Yeah. It's it's down and like rumor says it's maybe never coming back. We don't know, but um, yeah, it's it, nothing. Nothing was happening in the lagoon, so we, we didn't have that. Okay, well, we well, didn't have things. we didn't have cadaver dance. However, at Disneyland, it can again they live in Disneyland. They don't mm-hmm. live at DCA, so right. we didn't get them over in DCA. However, during the regular day time period that I was in um, Disneyland, we did have the Dapper Dans in their orange and white vests. Uh, We did not get to see the Cadaver Dans, but they were singing Halloween songs. So, you know, it's not the same um, at all, but at least I did get my the Dapper Dan happiness uh, when I walked in and I saw them and I was like, oh, I swear they like greet me every single time I walk into Disneyland or Disney World. So very happy to see them. Um, and and I think they might have that might have actually been the first 
the first day or two that they were back uh, was the first day or two that I had shown up. So it was kind of exciting. So I have two things. One was the fireworks show, the Mickey, what do they call it? It's like the Mickey Mix Magic show. Is that the show that you guys had? Girl, no I don't idea. watch fireworks. I, don't I know. know. I know. I know who I'm asking. <laughs> um, it, it's so, not. No, it was It was the Halloween. It's like what they used to do at the Halloween parties. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah. It's it's the actual okay. Halloween um, version of fireworks um, that they used to do. I'm trying to look up on the app to see if I can get the actual name. I'll look it up. But anyway, um, right. it, it's the actual Halloween time, you know, that you used to right only get. Yeah. If, yeah. If you went with Oogie Boogie and all that business. So yeah, you, you got true Halloween stuff and you could get it all week long. Um, so to the best of my knowledge, they're not doing an actual like regular Disneyland fireworks show right now it's only halloween every night but oh, so, i could be wrong um, i asked that question because mickey's mixed magic was um really great and like like a surprise great like it's not emotional it's no- nothing is ever going to be disneyland forever i'm looking at you enchantment you've got five days to knock my socks off <laughs> um like nothing will ever be disneyland 60th to me but um so I went into this fireworks show when I was there over the summer and I was like, Oh, what is this going to be? And it was so fun. It was just like a big old Mickey party with fireworks and they do a Mickey. Um, they do an actual Mickey firework in the sky, which is pretty awesome. I just love it. It feels like you're on Soren, but you're not, you're in like real life. <laughs> and so I was wondering if you were watching that cause that's pretty cool. And then my second thing is if world of color doesn't come back, JPEG better not be getting any ideas of putting any of this Epcot stuff in the middle of that lake and ruining that view because we're going to have some chats there, chappy. Yeah, no doubt. Um, It's called um, Halloween Screams. That is the fireworks show. And I just pulled up the app and yeah, it's showing like it's a nightly thing. Um, It is happening September 3rd to October 31st uh, every, every night. So yeah. Um, and yes, I, and I agree with you on that whole thing. I had to laugh. Somebody on Twitter took a picture of the golden rocket and Groot statue. And, um, the way they took the picture of it in the background is Thanos' ship space taco. <laughs> I wish you could just see shaking my head over here because it's 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 Guardians and Epcot. It's all of the things that destroy my soul. I know. I'm sorry, Teresa, but I was just laughing so hard because I was like, oh my gosh. This is like the epitome of what Teresa hates about disney right now but um side note um we are actually going thursday night which is september 30th um for those of you listening at home who knows when this will come out but we're recording on the 26th of september um so on thursday though i am going to see harmonious because i happen to be staying at boardwalk so it's super close and i can just pop in and go see it and whatever and i said they better set that thing on fire because you have ruined ruined Epcot and this is from somebody who had very low expectations for the Epcot let's be honest so you better light that sucker on fire and make it dance and make it worth it 
<laughs> I actually think the show is going to be fantastic um, from what I've seen for me. Now, Teresa, I'm holding out for you because I want to hear what you think about this. I know it's got a lot of like very current songs, um, you know, from movies and such. And I know that's not your jam. So it's not. I, I like the concept what they're doing it with getting, you know, like the, the cultural representation yes. of like the different styles like that. I'm in favor of I'll say my biggest issue. Well, it's it's the Disney songs in a Epcot show. I don't I don't love that generally. My bigger issue is the one of the greatest things about Illuminations and the historic Epcot fireworks shows is every view was a good view. Mm-hmm. I don't see how that is possible with these giant screens that you have to be standing in a specific p- place to, to actually the see it. Experience. Like that's, yeah. that's one of my it well, and this how it like destroys the view during the day. So I feel like they mm-hmm. they've lost. I'm I'm planning to watch the um because they're going to be broadcasting them, you know, live streaming the new shows. I am going to watch them just to kind of know what what they're going to be. I'm not I'm not saving that to see it in person, but I am. That is one of my big concerns: is that unless you are standing in a specific spot, you're going to have a terrible view, and then everyone's going to be trying to crowd to you know the four mm-hmm. or five specific areas around the lagoon where you should actually see it the way they want you to see it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. It's it's definitely. I do not like at all the way it's just like sitting out there in the middle of the lagoon. I really, I really do have that issue as well. Um, but I feel like the show for people who like shows, I do think it's going to be an awesome, amazing, cool. Like every, is it going to be quote unquote worth it? I, I don't know, but for me, probably not because I would prefer to have that beautiful lagoon back the way it was without stuff sitting in the middle of it. Um, Anyway, we'll, we'll see. We'll talk about that on the next show because we will have a chance to actually, Jane may have seen it in person. We will definitely have watched it on the live stream. So we'll get an idea. And also this has nothing to do with Halloween. But- right. So I went on a tangent. So let's get back to what you just said. Is it I- worth it? Is okay. it worth it? So let's discuss hey, look at that. for the two parties. Okay. Um, personally for Oogie Boogie Bash, if you like characters, if you like- um, Halloween theming, and if you like, <clears throat> uh, I think there was like four or five attractions that had a Halloween overlay to it. Um, and bonus, if you don't want to mess with a boarding group for web slingers, then Oogie Boogie Bash is worth 124 to 169 dollars, <laughs> depending on the night that you're going. Um, we spent 124 um, for this experience. I definitely felt like the crowds were manageable. I felt that um, the things I got out of it and the experience of being in Halloween and getting a chance. To, we didn't. I didn't dress up, but you know the idea that you could dress up. Uh, I just couldn't get my act together. I know I normally do dress up for these things, but I just it, it was not happening. Um, Anyway, uh, I really felt like it was worth the price of admission and it was manageable in the sense that even though we definitely had a, a lot more crowds than what Jane is reporting, you could still get a lot done and be satisfied and be happy with what you did. Um they did not offer as many magic shots that I know of. I know there was definitely some over with the headless horseman. Cause we got some of those earlier in the day, but I don't know that we had them like all over the place. Like what Jane was describing. Um, however, we did get photo pass for free. So you had a lot of other opportunities and all those characters really like 
weighed heavily in my satisfaction level of what I paid for. I would not pay for the extra stuff at the party, like the dessert and the food, um, the, the meals, um, for parade viewing. I feel like the parade route is so long there. You can honestly find a good place anywhere. Like you're going to be all right. So don't stress about the parade there. Um, so for me, yeah, I definitely felt like I got my money's worth um, out of this party. And again, I cruised in at 6.30 and I think I left at 10 or 10.30. Like, I don't even think I you know, stayed until the last moment. I was, I was pretty satisfied with everything and was ready to head out. So uh, worth it to me. So our party in Florida, which is the um, after hours boo bash, is priced $129 to $169 unless you come on Halloween, which is $199 a person. Oof. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oof, that one hurts. Um, there are annual pass holder and DVC discounts making uh, on certain nights, making it $119 to $129 for those tickets. It is a three-hour party with an additional two hours of pre-park time if you go early at 7 p.m. And um, we 100% thought that it was worth it. So, um, you know, I would say that because you're not waiting for fireworks, waiting for characters, waiting for um, parades, shows, we did not, I did not mention the show. The uh, Hocus Pocus show is not happening at the castle during the after hours boo bash. So if you're not waiting for all of these things, it is very easy to just get your trick or treat trail done, get your quick uh, magic shots done, you know, uh, watch the cavalcades go by. Plus you get snacks and drinks that are included. Um, We took some stuff home with us in a backpack. We had like drinks for back in the room And, you know, that stuff all adds up. So, like I said, we arrived a little bit early so that we could grab dinner and do some rides beforehand. But from 9 p.m. when the party started to 11.30, at 11.30 we said, hey, should we just go ride Haunted Mansion? Because we're done doing everything we came to do. So that was two and a half hours. We had seen and done everything that we had wanted to do. And we said, this is great. There's no one in the park. We were going to ride Haunted Mansion. We decided we didn't want to walk to the back of the park at that point because we were lazy. And we left. Um, But all three of us said it absolutely was worth it. Um, We would do it again in a heartbeat. I hate to say that because we encourage this level of pricing, but but we loved it. Disney got us again. (laughs) Yeah. And I I think... um Unfortunately, because of this, I think it'll stick around. I don't know that, you know, uh, not so scary is going to come back. I think you are going to continue to get because all these, all these parties sold out, you know, and um, if we continue to pay for them, then obviously they're going to continue to, to assume that that means that we approve. Right. So. Well, and I'll say, I don't, I, the Halloween ones did. From what I was hearing, and this may have changed, Christmas is not. Mm -hmm. And I think that had a higher price point. Um, And I think Halloween, I think, is just more beloved by most people in terms of, like, the party. I think even, you know, if you compared Not So Scary to Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, I think Not So Scary had the bigger fan base to it. So I'm I'm glad, I feel bad saying this, I'm glad to see that the, the, the holiday parties are not selling out quite 
you know, at all or quite as quickly, because I think that's finally people like putting the line in the sand for what they will or will not pay for. Well, I will just add with, um, with the Christmas and the Halloween parties, and I'm kind of lumping them together. um, For me, the reason that I always did the Halloween party over the Christmas party. One, obviously, I love Halloween more than I love Christmas. But the real big draw for the Christmas party is you can get the Christmas, you can see the Christmas parade at the Christmas party. And this year, they are doing the Christmas parade during whatever their Christmas offering is this year. And Normally, I would not choose to do that because I'm an annual pass holder. I live here and I can go see that Christmas party during Christmas week, even though it's crazy in the parks. And I can just, you know, boop in, watch a parade and leave. And it's, you know, not terrible for me to do that. And it's, you know, part of my ticket. So why would I pay extra to go see when everything else that's included with the Christmas party, which is like decorations and yes, there's hot cocoa and cookies, but like that doesn't appeal to me. I can do everything else outside of that party. If you're here during November to December, that is not Christmas week. And you really want to see that Christmas parade. Cause it's adorable. Then that's the way to do it. So, um, and they're still doing it this year. So I did actually say, because I don't know that I will be going to the parks during Christmas week this year. I may actually pay to go to the after hours, especially since I just saw how this after hours was run. So Disney, yeah, (laughs) Disneyland for the first time is having a after hours uh, Christmas parade or Christmas party. Um, And so we don't know how this is going to work out. And they're only doing, I think six parties, which by the way, for, out of the six have sold out. So if you're interested in Disneyland Christmas party, uh, you still have an opportunity to do that. If you're going to be there in November, um, it's going to be like 8 PM to midnight. Um, they're going to, I think they, they start like the pricing is a little bit more expensive. It's like $169. There's going to be special photo ops. There's going to be the fantasy parade, the Christmas fantasy parade. Um, there's going to be snowfall. Um, character sightings, you know, uh, all kinds of fun stuff. They are doing the photo pass as well. Um, I know the big thing that people were excited about was um, there was a note saying like that Muppets were going to be on Main Street. But when I look at the official Disneyland description, I don't see nothing about no Muppets. So I don't know (laughs) if they've uh, dialed that back. I I don't know what's going on there. But um, anyway, we'll see, I guess, when this comes out. So yeah, it's it's out there. It's not selling out at Disneyland. And it's something that has been asked for repeatedly by Disneyland people. They're like, why does Disney World always get all these parties? Why doesn't Disneyland get one? Well, they're giving you one, but it's not selling out. So we'll We'll have to see how that goes. Um, I, I suspect it will ultimately sell out uh, just because it will. But um, yeah, uh, it'll be curious to see. But yeah, I, I feel like um, I feel like what I got at Oogie Boogie was very traditional and very much what you experienced in the previous years um, pre pan pre official pandemic. I mean, I don't I hate to say pre like talk like we're in post pandemic world because. Newsflash, we're not. It's still a pandemic. Um, but 
I de- definitely did not feel like there was anything hugely missing because uh, Oogie Boogie only happened one other time um, in 2019. It did not happen in 2020. So we only have these two you know, experiences to compare. And it seemed pretty much on par with what they had offered uh, before pandemic times. So I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's definitely worth uh, it if, again, characters are your thing, you know, but if they're not, maybe not. I don't know. So what if you're not coming to Disney World or going to Disneyland? How can we enjoy Disney Halloween elsewhere? <laughs> I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> so if you listen to our, if you've been a longtime listener of the podcast, you'll know last year we had a big discussion about um, Disney Plus offerings related to Halloween And so I'd say go back and listen to that because they do have a lot of the same things again. Uh, So if you go, if you go onto Disney plus, you can go to the, the search area and it will have um, it like a Halloween collection. And so it's got similar collections or similar categories to what they had last year. So it was like movies and series, shorts and specials, the Simpsons Treehouse of horror, um, specific episodes of different shows that have Halloween episodes. So you have the new ones for this year, like the, the WandaVision Halloween episode or the, um, what if zombies, which I really, really enjoyed. <laughs> um, but so they also are coming out with a few new things, one of which I'm a little more excited about than the others. Uh, and that would be the Muppets Haunted Mansion, which is debuting on October 8th, which I'm sure you're all shocked that it's something Haunted Mansion, something Muppets. I'm sure you're shocked that I'm bringing this up right now. I am even excited about this. And I don't. I'm super pumped. <laughs> I don't even like, you know, have any. Ma- I, I like the Muppets. Like, don't get me wrong. But like, I'm not like this crazy. I think this looks adorable. <laughs> so I can't wait. Yes. And so yeah, if you stuck. haven't. If you haven't watched the trailer yet, I would say definitely go do that. They've had a couple of teasers even prior to that that are all adorable. Um, but so the the overall premise is on Halloween night, Gonzo is challenged to spend one night in the Haunted Mansion. And so you definitely have you have Muppet characters who are representing different Haunted Mansion characters. Um, but even just the, the regular cast that they're they're including in this is really impressive. Uh, I think some of the notable ones are Will Arnett is the ghost host. You have Taraji P. Henson as Constance, aka the Bride. You're also going to have Yvette Nicole Brown, Darren Chris. Uh, they have a lot of actors who are coming in as some of the the ghosts that, who have like headstones in the Haunted Mansion graveyard. Um, one of which that I think is going to make me a little emotional is they have Ed Asner as Claude, um, who is a reference to Claude Coates. Uh, but, but especially, you know, this had to be one of the the last things he did before he passed away. So I'm like, I'm. I, I think I'm, I'm excited to see that they have uh, Sashir Zamita, who is going to be playing Mary, who is that's a tombstone that appears over at Disneyland Paris's Phantom Manor. Uh, and of course, they have John Stamos as John Stamos, because you, you can't have a Disney special now with without John Stamos appearing in it. <laughs> I, I think it's now become canon. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> 
Yeah. And, and it's not just Disney plus that's going to have these, you know, that's, there's also going to be within the theme parks around when this is debuting, there's going to be a couple special things. So you can kind of get your, your Muppety fix within the parks. Um, so over in Disneyland, uh, over at the Esplanade, there's going to be a special photo spot that I think might just be for magic key holders. Um, but so there's going to have a Muppet, Muppet photo spot there. Um, starting October 8th, there's also going to be an exhibit, um, at the Main Street opera house near the pre-show area for great moments with mr lincoln that's going to have like a full exhibit with content related to muppets haunted mansion uh and over on walt disney world right now at pizza rizzo they have some the, the muppet haunted mansion eclairs which is a dark chocolate filled chocolate eclair topped with haunted mansion buttercream and crunchy purple candied pearls um, and then at Hollywood Studios, there's also going to be some exclusive content uh, in the pre-show for Muppet Vision 3D. And also on October 8th, they're going to have a special magic shot outside the Haunted Mansion with Madame Pagoda. So Madame Pagoda, Miss Piggy as Madame Leota. So oh my gosh. some <laughs> special things that if you are near the parks, you can also get, which I always say there needs to be more Muppets in the parks. So go take advantage of all of that. Let them see that there's demand uh, and just take advantage of it. The other things, there's also um, October 1st, the Lego Star Wars Terrifying Tales. On October 8th, they're doing Under Wraps, which is a remake of the very first uh, Disney Channel original movie which I did not know that was happening. And starting October 13th, there's going to be a new series called Just Beyond, which is a, a horror comedy anthology series kind of based on an R.L. Stein graphic novel. So uh, similar to, to Goosebumps-ish, I'm assuming. Uh, yeah, so there's some, some new things coming to Disney+. Plus. They still have no skeleton dance, which was the one thing last year that I remember when we were talking about it, I was like, why doesn't Disney Plus have this? It's one of, I think, their most iconic shorts, um, and especially a Halloween-themed one. You still cannot watch the skeleton dance. Disney, just give it to me. That's all I'm asking. Give I, me the skeleton dance. It, it, it makes no sense. It makes no sense, Teresa. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I'm sorry about that. So sorry. No. Uh, but just real quick, like, John Stamos adjacent shout out <laughs> if you have not watched a uh, big shot on disney plus and if you like john stamos uh i mean who doesn't or, or yvette nicole brown for that matter um they're both in it uh, absolutely one of like the surprise little sleeper hits uh on disney plus for me i did not watch it when it like first came out uh, probably I don't know, it was like six or seven episodes had already come out by the time I got around to starting to watch it. And I fell in love, fell in love with the character, fell in love with everything. And I know this sounds really stupid because Stamos has been around for forever, but this was like the first vehicle that I kind of looked at him and went, wow, he's a really good actor. Take that for what it's worth. Um, you can shame me all you want because I did not appreciate John in his acting ability. I've always liked John, but I did not appreciate him in, from, from an acting standpoint. But I just want to throw that out there because it also got picked up for a season two recently. So we're going to get a season two of this and you don't want to be you know, left behind. So definitely get your Stamos on and go watch this one. Just a side note. Exciting. 
So if you are listening and you have questions or comments or um, you want to know more about Halloween or Christmas, then come join us in our Facebook group. It's No Guilt Disney on Facebook. And um, or you can email us at noguiltdisneypod at gmail.com. And before before we go, because there's one thing, very important thing that we haven't talked about. Hey, Jane. Girl. <laughs> Jane, do you have any any feelings about any Halloween decor that's in Walt Disney World at the moment? Yeah. <laughs> I think we should call this segment things that irritate Jane. <laughs> this is no, this segment is treats. This is our, our treats for people who listen to the end of the episode. That's <laughs> for our right, Halloween treats. Right? This is like no uh, trick, no trick. This is this is just what you've been waiting for. This is the content that you listen to this entire hour plus uh, podcast because Jane's going to tell you. Yeah, Jane's going to give you a treat. We're going to set this up though. So I saw uh, on Twitter somebody took a picture and and it was cutely captioned like you know at the stroke of midnight it turned into a carriage and it was the halloween mickey wreath you know um that they have all over main street and the pumpkin in the center which is usually a mickey pumpkin has been replaced with this beautiful golden carriage and i was like oh my gosh i totally love this jane go get me a picture and it went down the hill from there. Jane, please tell us how you feel about this golden carriage. The rage that burns within me <laughs> is fired by this. So when we went to our Halloween party, um, we were trying to take pictures. There's, you know, the classic photo you take with the Mickey pumpkin and it's got the beautiful little wreath and the castle's right in the side shot. And I was like, we were walking down main street and I'm like, why aren't they on all of these, like all of the posts that they're normally on? There's only a handful of them and they make it really difficult to take a really good photo. So like, what's the deal? Are they just not fully decorated yet? And like, we didn't give it any thought. We just went on our merry way. Now I know why. <laughs> because they gave us this. And my thing is, I'm not against it. It's very pretty. I understand. I will give you that. But you took away Mickey. Pumpkin Mickey. He is a classic. He's an absolute classic. He's the reason this entire thing exists. It all started with a mouse, people. And now you come in and you turn it into a carriage? No, this is Mickey's pumpkin. It's an icon. What are we doing? Look, I'm saying Cinderella, she was just having some, maybe her driveway's being repaved and girl's just trying to find a place to park on the street outside of her house. All right. Like that's what's happening here. <laughs> Look, she does not own that property. She rents space in Mickey's world. That is his world. He owns that. She did not own that main street. That is not hers. That is his property. And she needs to take her little carriages elsewhere. I will not be opposed if they want to hang beautiful spring flowers with these golden carriages. You want to put that on main street in February to July, Go for it. 
have at it. It's beautiful. But come August, that is Halloween time. August to November 2nd. And on November 2nd, you flip that to Mickey Reeves. How are we all going to feel at Christmas if this is some stupid carriage Christmas whatever? That is not okay, Disney. And I will tell you, Bob Chapik, I am coming for you on Friday. When I see you at the Magic Kingdom at 7 a.m., you and I are going to have a little chat about these wreaths you've got hanging over there. (laughs) I'm not having it. Now, Jane, but how would you feel? What if it was Josh? What if Josh made this decision? Does it change your feelings? I'm going to have a little chat with Josh. Might be a little less heated. Might be a little more <laughs> bringing it down on my side. But I'm going to tell him just how I feel too. But I don't think I'm going to have to because I'm sure he listens to our podcast. <laughs> of course he does. Oh, I cannot with you. <laughs> and I just want to give mean, everybody, wait, I would, everybody just needs to know, this is like the PG version of what Jane's original feelings about this were. <laughs> Well, yeah. how do you, you won't let me give my real true thoughts on the podcast. <laughs> if if we could um, give y'all some screenshots, it would be a whole nother story. I'm just saying. Um, we, I was going to say, maybe we can share them in our Facebook group. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Listen, yeah. I, was on, I was on Instagram last night and there are other people that agree with me. They've taken photos and they're like, what is this? It's beautiful. It is, it is so beautiful. I absolutely I'm not adore it. It's not beautiful. I'm just saying it's not at the right time. There's a time and place. But it is a pumpkin. It is. It is a a pumpkin pumpkin. carriage. It fits. I'm sorry. I I really like these wreaths. Like this is. I. I think they're adorable. So we are. Jane is outnumbered on this one. But (laughs) but if you do, if anybody else, like I said, go. Jane gave the information for how to get a hold of us. Going to the Facebook group. Definitely let us know. Do you have strong feelings about the Cinderella pumpkin carriage wreath? Just want to know. Um, and make sure you join us each week on the No Guilt Disney podcast because, as Patty likes to say, it's no fun to fangirl. Cinderella coming carries me alone. I quit, y'all. That's it. <laughs> Bye, Jane. <laughs>